Welcome to the Kingsford Flivver Flash. I'm Coach Van Dusen. This is Season 20, Episode 22, a Flivver Flashback. Sit down with 2000 graduate Sam Sorensen. The Kingsford Flivver Flash is a podcast dedicated to highlighting and celebrating all of the amazing things surrounding Kingsford football. The Kingsford Flivver Flash talks with players, coaches, and other figures close to and invested in the success of Flivver football. Located in Michigan's beautiful Upper Peninsula, the Kingsford Flivvers have a reputation of being a powerhouse in the UP and fearless against any opponent, regardless of size. Pride and tradition runs deep in the Flivver Nation. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the Kingsford Flivver Flash. Uh, if this is your first time listening, we go. We ask that you go and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that uh, subscription button and ring that notification bell so you always know when a new episode drops. Uh, today is another kind of a special day for me personally. Uh, we get to sit down and talk with 2000 graduate Sam Sorensen. Uh, Sam, much like John Jessen, was one of my classmates and one of my teammates, and he is currently working for the Michigan Department of Transportation down in Jackson, Michigan, as the Transportation Service Center Construction Engineer, and uh, he lives down there with his wife and his two children, and we're glad to have him on the Kingsford Flivver Flash. All right, Sam, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me, John. Oh, this is really great. We got to talk with uh, John Jessen a couple weeks ago, and now with my buddy Sam Sorensen, another KHS graduate, class of 2000. Um, you know, we were supposed to have a reunion this summer, but it got canceled due to the coronavirus. And I know you said you were kind of planning on coming up. Um, so yeah. maybe next time, maybe next year. Yeah, it's, uh, I miss being up there. Um, you know, it's been over a year since uh, my wife and I have come up there to to see my parents and my sister, who happens to be a teacher at Kingsford, Mrs. Tregellis, and uh, another uh, other family members up there. Yeah, and I I teach with your sister. I see her every single day. So, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about growing up in Kingsford. You grew up here, went to school here. Just tell us kind of what that was like growing up. So, I uh, lived in Kingsford my whole life as a kid. Um, always uh my first school i went to it was westwood there back then there was a, a different um elementary schools they rolled up to the junior high school at the time where that's where fliver field is now um so i was at westwood for a few years uh, and then in uh my my the second time i took second grade which i always joke about um the second time i took second grade was the year woodland opened up oh wow and, and uh you know, it, a lot of fond memories. Uh, my grandfather actually was the crossing guard for Woodland for many, many years, right by the public safety there. And whenever I missed the bus, I'd walk down there and get a ride home. Um, but I think one of the things uh, that I always remember about my childhood was how great uh, the football team was. They were always in the hunt for the state championship. And I think that's what got me uh, really excited uh, to be, be a Kingsford Fliver at that time. You know, and you see that, you see that now with the, uh, the kids down at Woodland, 
Um, they're all jazzed up. You know, they're wearing their flivver maize and blue, especially on game days. And sometimes the, uh, for like homecoming, the uh, football team still goes down to Woodland and they have a, an assembly and the band is there. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's really not just a Kingsford high school thing, but it's really a Kingsford schools thing. And it's, it's, uh, you know, you can expand that out even to the community. Um, not unlike other small towns, but maybe just a little more special because it's ours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember being at Woodland and the the cheerleaders coming and teaching us the fight song. Yeah, yep. And, you know, I'm sure they still do that today, but that's where the school spirit started. <clears throat> and it, I hope that they keep doing that. And it, it gives you pride in the community. It does. And, uh, you know, with Coach Navarro right now, we have three wins. It's win in the classroom, win in the community, and then win on the field. And that's one of those community wins, mm -hmm. going down and seeing those, those younger kids because they're just so excited. You know, they see the, the players out on the field, and now they're right there in their face, and they're giving them a high five, and they're painting their faces. And it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's just a really great experience, um, not just for the players to, to learn how to give back, but also for the younger kids. So yeah. tell us, tell us what happened after high school, where you went and what you're doing now. So, you know, getting ready to graduate high school, I, I tossed around the idea. I know I, I talked to the Air Force, I talked to the Army. Um, you know, at the time I was uh, really strongly considering that. Um, and I decided that uh, before pulling the trigger on one of those, I'd throw an application up to Michigan Tech and possibly NMU. And I remember thinking to myself, well, if Michigan Tech doesn't take me, I'm sure NMU will. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I had two sisters go to NMU, so I always poke them a little bit about that. Because that's a big rivalry, especially in football and hockey up there. And, you know, lo and behold, I, I got accepted to Michigan Tech as uh, in the civil engineering program. And I couldn't be happier. Uh, graduated from Michigan Tech in 2005. And... I got a job with the Michigan Department of Transportation and nothing makes me happier than being a public servant, um, trying to uh, be good stewards of the taxpayers' uh, money and, and doing what we can to improve the roads and the infrastructure in Michigan. And started my career as a, basically a design engineer, designing roads, uh, bridges, structures, that was my cup of tea. Uh, transportation, uh, roads was uh, more in line with uh, what I liked. And as I've uh, evolved as an engineer, I've become the construction engineer at the down here at the Jackson Transportation Service Center. And so I'm in charge of all the construction projects. So whenever you see orange barrels and that on an interstate or a US uh, road or an M route, you know, I'm in charge of that project down here. And we're just getting, we're just finishing up $110 million reconstruct on I-94 and it, the um, the amount of stuff that goes on with these jobs I, I could never have imagined uh, being a being a part of something like that being a part of a team like that and here I am kind of in charge of it you know it, it's crazy that is really cool have you been in Jackson your whole career yes I uh, when I graduated in five I, re I remember I think I graduated April 30th, 2005, April 29th, I got the call saying, hey, we want to hire you down in Jackson. And I remember thinking Jackson was up by Saginaw because 
know, I really, I hadn't been in the lower peninsula all that much as a kid. You right. know, I was, I was a, I was a youper, a true, true blue youper, you know, through and through. And one of the few times I came downstate was in, I want to say it was in 96. And that's a, again, Iron Mountain and Kingsford were at the state championship. Unfortunately, we both lost. Um, but that was one of the few times I came downstate uh, in my life before 2005. So, yeah, I didn't know where Jackson was, which happens to be 40 minutes south of Lansing, straight south. Um, it's, it's a great area. I'm happy here. My, I got two kids. I have my wife. Um, and I, I don't see uh, uh, immediate future moving uh, from the area. But, you know, I, I really do miss the UP. Yeah, and, you know, mentioning going downstate, I – uh, didn't really go downstate much until after I joined the National Guard, and I would end up at Grayling, uh, Lansing, mm-hmm. Taylor. But other than that, if we need, if we want, you know, city, we go south to Green Bay. Green Bay, right. Appleton, Milwaukee, uh, even nope. Chicago is closer yeah. than, say, Lansing for us. Yeah, and that, you know, a lot of the, the folks down here, they go, why do you like the Packers? And right. <laughs> I was like, well, I like winning one. Um, but <laughs> But that, that was it. It was like we went school shopping in Green Bay. That was the, one of the best trips as a child. I remember jumping in the car with the, at, you know, for the most part, two older sisters. Uh, my oldest one was out by that point. And, and school shopping in Green Bay with my family because Kingsford didn't, Kingsford Iron Mountain, we didn't have, you know, Walmart. You know, we, we had JCPenney and Shopco and Kmart. But if you went down to Green Bay, you had all the big stores and you could get better deals. And, right. you know, it's just, and it's crazy to think about that now. It is. And, and you know, the, the world seemed much bigger because we couldn't Zoom call people just on a random Monday night and you didn't have FaceTime or, mm-hmm. or, or any of the technology. Um, right. You know, I, I didn't even have a cell phone until I had, uh, went up to college. So, and Me I neither, none, none of us did because that just nope. wasn't really a thing. And now I see, you know, fifth graders rolling around with, with iPhones. So. Yeah. It, uh, the only cell phone we had was my dad bought one to have for the snowmobile. Oh, okay. J- just in case. Emergency. Yeah. We, we, we always snowmobiled when I was in, uh, as a kid, until about middle junior year of high school. And it, that was the only reason we had a cell phone. And I remember, it, I bet you there was only like 200 minutes a month. Right. You know, it, it, it's just totally different time now. Totally. So I do have a question about your job. You mentioned the orange barrels. Yeah. Where are those orange barrels when they're not out on the road? The, there's a few big suppliers and they have huge stock yard, huge yards that they put these in. And these, these suppliers for the, the entire state, they, they bid out to the contractors that are doing the work and they just stock them up and they're, they're becoming uh, more prevalent. I've seen them a lot more the yards because so much work is going on now Sure, that they need to have, have them ready to go so they basically you know rent them to the contractors to use so they're rented yeah there's 
the con the road contractors, majority of them don't own these barrels. It, it's a subcontractor that they'll pay to bring them out there. And then at, a lot of times they'll actually pay them to come out and move them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it is crazy. I just, the reason I ask is, you know, we've all been stuck on that stretch of highway where it's miles and miles of barrels and you're like, I just passed 10,000 orange barrels. Like mm -hmm. where, where are they when they're not slowing me down? You know? Yep. Yeah. So. They're, in the, they're in the storage yard. <laughs> uh, so this is a flipper flashback. We're going to flashback and I want to have you tell the folks about your favorite football memory. You know, the, I think I, I had a lot of nicknames in, in school. Uh, you know, Andy Nault, I think he, 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 he called me mule cause my full name Samuel. He always called me mule, but then he, uh, he coined me a uh, spin cycle my sophomore year. And, uh, that was my glory, my glory year in football. I scored a touchdown and if it wasn't for Andy, I wouldn't have gotten the touchdown because I believe it was a, uh, the, the guard had a pull on the, on the play. So I can't remember the name of the play at the time, but he had the pull and he got tackled and I bounced off a linebacker ended up going into, uh, into the end zone. So they, they call me spin cycle off of, uh, for spinning off of the, the tackle. And I think it was about an 18, 18 yard, uh, uh, touchdown. And I have to give, uh, a special thanks to, I think, uh, Mr. Kleinen, uh, because he, he left the starters in so I could get the uh, touchdown. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was your sophomore year, you said, right? Yeah, that was my sophomore year. Okay. And then yeah. uh, I know we were talking earlier and you put on the, uh, the email back and forth, something funny um, yeah. actually involved me. Yeah. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I think we both have a little bit different version of the story, but go ahead and tell us uh, <laughs> your favorite funny story from Kingsford football. So, you know, I, like we were talking previously, I was not, I was not first string. I was not second string. I think I was lucky to be third or fourth string uh, on the football team. You know, I was one of those, I was one of those players that helped, uh, help the starters get ready for the, that, that coming week's game. So whenever I saw the field, it meant the game was going one way or the other. <laughs> and, I, and I think this particular game, we were doing pretty well. And I, I was playing, uh, I think I was the right linebacker. And I don't know if we had, uh, you must have been you were, middle linebacker. You were, you were middle. I was middle. Okay. I was strong. Yep. <laughs> <You're>, okay. <laughs> and I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't even catch a cold that night. I was uh, so off my game. I don't know what was going on, but I think we were in cover two, which was a zone. So I just, you know, again, being like third, fourth string, I was like, well, I think I got to go over here. So I'm just going to hang out over here. And apparently the quarterback on the other team thought I was on his team because he threw it right to me and I caught it. And thankfully, you know, the strong linebacker on my team didn't <laughs> tackle me. It was uh, close. <laughs> and I, I remember taking off down the road, down the field. I just, I was right along the sideline, our sideline. Everybody's cheering on and, you know, one way or another, I don't know what happened if I wasn't breathing or if I, um, if I just was trying to uh, enjoy the, the glory of the moment, but I put it in neutral and uh, I got tackled either by their, uh, their, one of their linemen 
which I will say Coach Hofer did point that out in our post-game huddle. He's like, you know, their guard caught you, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, thanks. You know, that, that, that's where the, uh, you know, your angle, you want to make sure you take that angle away from the pursuer. So two, two parts about that play, one good and one bad. The bad one's on me. I remember the ball's coming really close to me when the quarterback threw it. And I remember thinking, holy smokes, like, I don't know who's going to catch this, but they're right here. So I turn to make the tackle and it's you. And, and in my brain, I'm like, he's not supposed to be standing next to me, but, but he <laughs> caught it. So that's awesome. Uh, so I remember getting ahead of you just, I mean, for just a few yards and I hit one kid just like chipped him just enough. And I see you go tearing off the side. I'm like, that's it. He's, he's got a touchdown. This is awesome. And I quit before the whistle. I quit before the whistle, something I, you know, berate my players for now. And uh, I remember just kind of jogging and jogging to that stop and seeing their offensive linemen just trucking this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, had I, had I continued to play and run at least partial, partial part of the way with you, I probably could have blocked that kid or at least just gotten his way. And you would have had your pick six. So I feel like I should apologize for your oh. lack of a pick six there. But he did not He did not quit before the whistle. No. <laughs> and that was one, uh, you know, that, that says a lot, though, for that person, that guy, because regardless of the score on the, on the scoreboard, he wasn't going to let us score again. Right. You know, and I – thankfully, I had a sister that worked at the newspaper – and I believe Bert Angeli actually put in the write-up, you know, I had gotten the interception and uh, rumbled or something. He used some <laughs> adjective that I uh, verb there that I, uh, it, he hit the nail on the head. Uh, I wasn't moving very fast for somebody. <laughs> I feel like was you were up. moving fast for the first 25, 30 yards. Yeah. And then uh, either I, I started to breathe because I was holding <laughs> my breath or uh, I, like I said, I just, I wanted to enjoy the moment, but I didn't get to. That was that was awesome. And, you know, it's it's interesting things like that. Like, I couldn't tell you, you know, the score of any of the games that we played, but I can tell you things like that. And I remember uh, uh, Matt Guy, I remember he was at practice once, and he had these, like, leather work gloves. Okay. And he was playing tight end, and he ran a drag pass, and he laid out just like – like NFL style laid out and caught this pass with these leather work gloves, you know, and uh, it, it's things like that. And, you know, silly stuff that happens in the locker room. I know you and I had uh, experienced some, some funny things in the locker room that we won't, yeah. we won't say on the show here, but um, it's, it's those types of things that we remember, remember yeah. most. And that's why I think high school football is so important. So along those yeah. lines, uh, what advice, you know, we've had people on and, and you've said it yourself, you weren't a starter, you weren't a second string guy, but you were still very vital to the team. And that's something you wrote in your email uh, response was no matter how small the piece it's, it's absolutely vital to the entire machine really. Um, so what advice do you have for players, either the seniors who their season is on hold right now due to COVID or maybe those freshmen who are just starting their football career and, uh, you know, maybe they're a little nervous about what's going on or don't know what to expect. Uh, what advice do you have for, for the future Flivers going through and playing football? You know, I think 
you know, regardless of what position you are, whether it's on the football team or in life, your, your key to the success of whatever team you're on. And if you can, if you can understand that and, and know that whether it's um, you being a practice squad player and learning the other team's offense or defense so you can make your team better, uh, your first team better, or just in life um, and knowing that, again, whatever team you're a member of, you're going to make them better, period, if you go 110% at your role. And it took me a while to really understand. And, you know, I don't think I understood it that much at the time. I knew what I, I, I did it. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't understand and respect what I was doing. Um, you know, before you came, you came to Kingsford, I think, when we were sophomores. And the, the sophomore year, I think we had 35 or 40 kids on the team. Uh, the freshman year, I think every guy, except for like one or two in our class, played on the – I remember – they ran out of uniforms because everybody wanted to be a Kingsford Fliver football player. And at that time, I think I was seventh string. I think that <laughs> – <laughs> And, you know, that was one where, you know, Mr. Murdoch, Kevin Murdoch, that's where I learned about complacency. He gave us the, uh, we got complacent in a game. And that, that still, that speech sticks with me. And I, I hold that to close to my chest because let's face it, complacency, you can be complacent doing anything. And that was, that was one of those life lessons that ultimately, let's face it, the majority of the people that are playing football uh, in high school, you're learning life lessons. And, and that's what you're going to learn. And you're going you're gonna to move on. You know, there's a very small select few that get to play in college and even uh, fewer that get to play for their professional lives. Um, but learning the life lessons as a, in high school as a football player, that's what it's all about. That's, that's great advice. And uh, the complacency, you know, having been to Iraq and Afghanistan, both, that is, mm. that is a huge monster that in those environments can get you killed. Yeah. Um, you know, on the football field, it, it loses you a game mm. um, or in the worst case, it gets somebody hurt. Uh, but you're right. And, you know, in your job with so many moving parts, and so many different people and you're dealing with the you know civilians driving through your construction sites um you know there's 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 times when complacency can really be dangerous so mm -hmm. um that's a great that's a great lesson so mm -hmm. uh anything else you'd like to uh like to end with man i i don't i don't think so i you know i really i i hope that for the the community that you know iron mountain kingsford can get back at it on the football field that that kind of hurt when that rivalry kind of fell by the wayside hopefully on uh, the future uh they'll be able to bring it back because honestly i have just as many good friends on from the iron mountain side as i do from the kingsford side 
And, you know, I, I really truly hope that uh, they can bring that back so they can keep, keep those friendships and, and that rivalry going. Yeah, you know, that rivalry went away in Nagani Marquette, which had been like 127 years in a row. Yeah. Uh, I think Menominee Marinette game, I'm not sure they're playing that one anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of those rivalries. And, uh, you know, as, as schools lose enrollment and they start falling down to eight man, um, I think yeah. you're going to start see some of those rivalries will come back just in a different, it'll look different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, we got to get through 2020 first. And uh, as slated, we're supposed to play football in the spring of 2021. So that'll be interesting to see what that all looks like. But uh, next time you're in town, uh, stop in. We'd love to see you in in person. Yeah, absolutely. I will. So, all right. Hey, thanks for coming on, Sam. Thanks, John. That was Kingsford High School class of 2000 graduate Sam Sorensen. And if you would like to know more, you can follow him on Twitter. All of his handles are down below in the show notes. And if you are watching on YouTube, we ask that you subscribe and hit that notification bell. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, go ahead and subscribe and share with your friends so other people can follow the Kingsford Fliver Flash. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We have a blog. We're out there. If you Google us, you'll find us. So until next time, this is Coach Van Dusen. Invest in tomorrow by owning today. Thank you for listening to the Kingsford Fliver Flash and supporting the great game of football. To find out more, follow Kingsford Fliver Football on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Links to all of our social media sites are available in the show notes. You can also email us at football at kingsford.org. Be sure to subscribe to the Kingsford Fliver Flash wherever podcasts are available so you get notified every time a new episode is published.